To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Heather Duplessy Allen. Coming up 20 past six, and with us now is Fran O'Sullivan, NZME's business commentator, and of course, the brains behind Mood of the Boardroom. Hey, Fran. Good evening, Heather. That was so fascinating. What do you make of the leaders scoring so poorly compared to their own teams? Well, it was really interesting to hear Chris Luxon on the Hosking show this morning basically saying, wasn't it great that he had a great team? Uh, but however, neither of those um, leaders, both Chris's, both come in at number five, be it on the uh, respective cabinet ratings or on the ratings of the front bench for national. And it is interesting because both have faltered along the way. Uh, but however, when you peel it back and you look at who's got the best attributes to be uh, the next Prime Minister, Chris Luxon does outpoint Chris Hipkins on that quite considerably. Uh, I think by memory, something like uh, 349 to 295 out of five. But Chris Hipkins was ahead on political management, but that was the only attribute. Mm. Uh, one of the things which was quite interesting, and we know and we have known for some time about the debt issues with Labour, and I think that's been well canvassed, and it also comes through in the survey uh, quite strongly, but also what came through when we went out for a snap poll on Monday night, uh, what came through there was considerable scepticism over Nationals' promises around uh, the tax cuts mm. package. In other words, the detail wasn't there. People like Don Braid were quite, from Main Freight, were quite scathing. Others said uh, that really you also need to uh, take account of the fact that there is social and other infrastructure uh, to be uh, looked after uh, in the next little while. And, you know, you're still in an economy which is kind of traipsing along on the edge of recession. Uh, some of the issues which have come up subsequently talking with people uh, since last Friday is a sort of sense of what will happen, for instance, if uh, National comes in and goes very hard indeed on public service cuts uh, to, you know, to make sure that there is uh, a move towards overtime balance box and also to deliver those, um, those uh, tax cuts that have been promised. And I think they're going to have to be quite careful there because one of the issues they face is, you know, the syndrome that uh, happened in the after Jim Bolger came in and they were confronted by, you know, huge issues uh, with the books then. Mm. Uh, the women in the Cabinet went hard. Uh, people like um, Ruth Richardson back in the day, they savaged then uh, beneficiaries in the main and other social cuts. Uh, public service, uh, go hard on that. What's it going to do to Wellington? Is it going to throw that into a tailspin? And it won't just be uh, the jobs of public servants. But it's very easy to trot out you know, 200 comms people would rather have frontline staff. Well, that's a, that's a false equivalent. Uh, what you have is if you take a big bunch of people out, as you also have the fabric of a city uh, go into also a tailspin and lots of other jobs and businesses fail. So, there's, you know, if I was sitting there, if I was um, Nicola Willis, I'd be making damn sure that anything that was done in terms of a mini-budget had the imprimatur of the boss all over it because otherwise you're vulnerable if it doesn't work Ooh, out. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Um, do you think, Fran, I mean, look, it, virtually anybody, no, or rather yeah. let me rephrase it, nobody who understands any kind of numbers is is convinced by this tax policy. Um, do they have a problem already with having credibility in the, you know, from the business community, having the, having, having the trust of the business community on this one? 
Yes, they do. Um, when we asked the question about that, it, it did come in at a score, I think, of one, 3.17 out of 5. And a number of people who'd worked with Chris Luxon, for instance, said, you know, they placed um, faith in him that he would act like a CEO. Uh, he'd get in there if the numbers didn't come through, the revenue didn't come through in the way that was uh, forecast. What he would do is he would reforecast, he would come up with new policies mm. and make numbers. And someone who'd worked with him said CML, as in you know, Christopher Lutzen's initial, doesn't uh, not make his numbers. Well, that's fine, but it also depends on getting the um, uh, public service to sing and dance for you. Mm. <laughs> Very focused. Yeah. And I think one of the issues just thinking about it is uh, what happens if they have more kind of thinking about their own jobs and they're in turmoil rather than necessarily making the government's numbers. So I, I think it's a, a double-edged sword. You can see why it's necessary, but there is timing in everything. And I think they're going to have to play a very careful hand if mm. they're in government after the 14. Yeah, I think you might be right. Hey, Fran, thank you as always. Fran O'Sullivan, NZME's business commentator. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.